This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or a cross of coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to pick up with Mark chapter 11. All right. When Jesus is, this is the turning point right here. Jesus has been teaching his disciples for about three years now and uh, um, he's about to march into Jerusalem and by the end of the week he's going to be hung on a cross, put in a tomb, and then resurrected on the third day. Mm-hmm. Life changing. Mm-hmm. Still life changing 2,000 years later Hallelujah. for a lot of people. So, um, as we get into Mark 11, talking about what we call the triumphal entry, why don't you um, start us off in prayer and we'll take a look at what's going on here. We welcome you, Lord. We say Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We welcome you into this place. You said we're two or more gathered. You are in our midst so we, we welcome you here and we ask for your presence. We ask for wisdom, knowledge, revelation, and understanding so that we can know you better, so that we can understand you and, and be able to teach others your ways. Lord, open our, open our minds and our hearts to receive your word. Speak to us today, Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Did you imagine Jesus having to come into like one of our towns today, like Jerusalem? I mean, it, it wasn't that big back then. wasn't as many people back then. But like having to, you know, come into like Knoxville or Nashville or some big town like that, it'd be a lot different, wouldn't it? Yeah, I remember what that. Um Entourage we saw on the highway a week oh, or so right. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In South Carolina, yeah. When yeah. The vice president was speaking in Orangeburg. Yeah, we were driving through Orangeburg, South Carolina last week. Huge. Uh, well, before Cops we even everywhere. got there, before we even got there, we're driving down the highway on 26, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Um, we were on I 26, mm-hmm. heading south eastbound, and we see cops. On the, the overpasses. overpasses. And we were, I was like, like three, then we saw, we saw the next overpass. There was another cop sitting at the, on the top of the overpass. And we were like, the man, they're out in the force highway. today. I just figured they were, you know, radar gunning everybody. And um, then we saw another one. And I was like, they must be looking for somebody. You know, they're looking at all these over overpasses, right? And then we see a helicopter. And I was like, oh. They're like manhunting somebody. That's what I thought. And we were seeing, you know, a, a cop that was stopping a car from going across the bridge on an overpass. And then we see this entourage of cars with lights and all that kind of stuff coming in the opposite direction. And and he starts looking up on his phone. Is like, okay, is Trump or Biden like in the area or coming to town or what? Well, we found out later it was Kamala Harris was. Um, was had been speaking earlier that day in Columbia or Orangeburg or something. So that was 
vice president of the nation, you know, visiting. And there were probably 20 cars in that entourage. Cops. So, I mean, you can tell which vehicle she was in, but then it made sense. Okay, like, oh, that's why all those overpasses were being blocked Mm -hmm. so that, you know, there was no place for anybody to do anything untoward to to the vice president. Traffic was backed up for miles. Mm -hmm. Miles. Because they had it shut down. They had cops lined up across the street because they couldn't get past the cops. But, But that's the entourage that came with the vice president of the United States. What did the entourage look like when the King of Glory came into Jerusalem? I'll tell you what it looked like. I just went back and looked at the end of chapter 10 that we just covered in the last podcast. Because he, he'd come in and he was uh, he healed. Uh, he was coming through Jericho, remember? Mm-hmm. And he, the, he stopped the hill because blind Bartimaeus is yelling at him, Hey, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Right, right. heal so, me, heal me. Yeah, so he stops. I want to see. Heals him. But everywhere Jesus goes, there's a crowd, right? And so now you got, he heals this blind man. He's got his 12 disciples, including Judas, mm-hmm. who's about to betray him in just a few days, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and everywhere Jesus went, there was a crowd. And so I went back and looked at the end of chapter 10, and guess what? There's a crowd. Mm-hmm. Well, who's this crowd made out of? Misfits. <laughs> poor The poor. Those who were looking for hope, who were desperate, who were the needy. Mm-hmm. That's who his entourage was. Mm-hmm. A bunch of men who didn't get it, mm-hmm. couldn't figure it out. They did have it right that he was the Messiah, right? You are the Christ. You are the Son of the Living God. Mm-hmm. Peter says. But in just a few days, Peter's fixing to deny him three times. I'll die with you. No, you're going to deny me. Uh, Jesus is going to tell him Satan desires to sift you like wheat. I mean, so so part of the entourage is people who have dedicated the last several years to, follow. to following mm-hmm. him around wherever he went, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them were probably remnants of the crowd of, you know, the, the 4,000 or the 5,000 that were fed. Um, those who have heard about his miracles and said, hey, you know that That guy's coming to town. The healer dude. The miracle worker. He's coming in. Come check it out. Yeah. So that's part of the entourage, but there were no 20 cars. There was no 20 cars before him. No, but it's interesting that you, you said about the feeding of the, some of the leftovers from the feeding of the 4,000 because that was gen, a lot of those were Gentiles. Mm-hmm. The majority of them were Gentiles. Those uh, religious leaders wouldn't, they'd kind of frown on a bunch of Gentiles showing up at the temple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they had a place for the Gentiles, but <clears throat> it, it wasn't very far into the temple setting so kind of makes me think about that that scene that we saw last night in the chosen when he told that that woman you stay out there you can't mm-hmm. come in here <laughs> that, that, that shows you the attitude of the, the, the pharisees and the religious leaders right and 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 that's, that's what we're going to see here in mark 11 is how jesus handles these guys and he just absolutely has no fear whatsoever He's going to put them in their place just like he always has and did. All right. All right. Well, bring it on. All right. Let's read it. All right. So uh, he, 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 before he comes to Jerusalem, he comes to a town called Bethany. And he's going to stay in Bethany this week. 
this last week of his life. Mm-hmm. He, he'll go to Jerusalem. He'll leave Jerusalem. When he leaves Jerusalem, he goes to this town called Bethany. Who lived in Bethany? Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Lazarus, yeah. So more than likely, he probably stayed with them during this time, right? And it's found in John 11, verse 1. And uh, if you want to read this section, that'd be good. Um, but he is going to tell his disciples. He's going to send two disciples to somebody's house. We don't know who. Don't don't give the spoilers. <laughs> and, Better read it. And he's going to tell them to get a donkey. And uh, he's going to ride this donkey into town. And we'll talk about why is he riding a donkey. Okay. All right. And go, Shelly. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are doing this, say, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches as they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Okay, my first question is, who are these people? And how did they know to have this, these donkeys or donkey prepared and ready? We don't know. <laughs> but God set it up. It, it, it's just perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And Jesus tells them to go. And, and if they ask, Jesus knew they were going to ask. That's why he prepared them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if they ask, why are you getting that? Donkey, just tell them the Lord needs it. Mm-hmm. And they'll be cool with it. And that's exactly what happens. I know, right? I mean, part of me just in the practical says, okay, somebody, um, you hear like your car starting up outside your house. And somebody's getting into it. And they say, well, the Lord needs it. And you're like, okay, all right, bring, just bring it back. Like, Really? No, I mean, this this colt had never been ridden before, so it wasn't like somebody else's main mode of transportation. Right. But think about that. Well, I mean, you'd just be like, it. okay. Now, if the Lord had said, hey, somebody's going to come grab your car. And you know what I'm saying? If he had gone before and prepared you for that, obviously he has. He sees the end from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? So he's already seen what's what's going down and prepared them to say okay yeah take it what happens if you get on a wild animal that's never been ridden before usually they're not real um compliant with it yeah 
So this, this is, yet again, Jesus showing that he has control over... All creation. All creation. You think yeah. about it. Yeah. He's calmed the winds and the waves. Peace be still. A couple of times. He's got, you know, coins popping up in fish's mouths. Mm-hmm. All kinds of cool things. And, and now here's a, a donkey that's never been ridden on before. And he's going to get on this donkey, and it's just going to be as calm and peaceful as can be, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Do me a favor. Go and check out some awesome worship music that's written and sung by my beautiful wife, Mary Tucker. And you can check that out at marygamboamusic.com. Mary is the worship leader at Authentic Church at 322 Lindsay Street in Alcoa, Tennessee. Now, you can check us out and come worship with us on Sundays at 10 a.m., and we'd love to have you there. Also, you can download Mary's songs wherever you stream your music. If you would like to book Mary for your next event, contact her through the website at marygamboamusic.com or you can text her at area code 865-418-2824. We look forward to worshiping with you soon. Now, back to the podcast. Wild donkey. Hmm. Why not a camel? <laughs> why not a horse? Or why not just walk in? You've been walking everywhere else. Right, right, right. Well, the obvious answer is because it fulfills a prophecy. What prophecy? Zechariah, Pray tell. Zechariah 9, 9. Which says, Tell the people of Jerusalem, Look, your king is coming to you. He is humble. Not the donkey's humble, but the king on the donkey is humble. Oh, yes. Okay. Riding on a donkey. Riding on a donkey's colt. So it, not only is it a donkey, but it's a young donkey. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I just got Shrek in my stuck in my head saying donkey. Oh, Shrek? <laughs> yeah, Shrek. Shrek. I said sh- donkey. Donkey. Okay, we digress. Go yes, ahead. We digress. Okay. But tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. So, I got to looking uh, in the Old Testament about um, kings riding donkeys and. Because you would think that a king, when you think king, you don't think donkey. You think like stallions, right? Mm-hmm. Big, strong horses. Um, and so I, I, doing some digging before the podcast, uh, before we started uh, recording the podcast, I found out that like kings, if they were going to war, they rode horses. Mm-hmm. But if they were coming in peace... Then they rode a donkey. Hmm. And there were several examples in the Old Testament, but one I'll just point out just for time's sake is 1 Kings 133, uh, when Solomon was mm-hmm. first introduced as king of Israel. Guess what he rode? A donkey. A donkey. A donkey. And so here, here's a, a donkey that's never been ridden before. They throw their garments on the donkey. The Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. It's on this donkey, and the donkey stays peaceful, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and brings the king of Israel, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, into Jerusalem, right? The Jews who are looking for a Messiah, and we've talked about this in several podcasts, but they had a misconception about who the Messiah was going to be, mm-hmm. right? They're looking for a mighty warrior, right? Who's going to lead them from the Roman the Roman oppression, and they're going to kick the Romans' tail and take over again so 
in reality, they're they're looking for a Messiah who's going to lead them to war. Mm-hmm. They're thinking of the Messiah who's going to sit on the throne of David, right, and rule and reign. Right. So why would their donkey? Uh, why would their donkey? Why, it's called Jesus a donkey. Why, why would their Why would their Messiah? Why would they even look for a Messiah to come in riding on a donkey? They would look for a Messiah that's coming in on a big stallion, a war horse mm-hmm. that's going to, you know, declare war on the Romans. Mm-hmm. And yet, see all these things about Jesus. I mean, like he's born in a manger. He wasn't born. You know, in a, right. a place of royalty or anything like that. He, he, ordinary, just your ordinary dude. He dressed like an ordinary dude. He didn't wear the royal garb and all that kind of jazz. He, he didn't. He, you know, he, well, obviously when they, the Roman soldiers when they're beating him and stuff, they mock him as a king and stuff. But he, he just acted like a normal dude. Mm-hmm. He did not fit the bill, if you will, of what their idea was of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. They're looking for somebody that's just not like Jesus, <laughs> right? Which is why they had such a hard time accepting him, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's just fitting that he would ride in on a donkey. Yeah, we shalom. Yeah, he is. Yeah, the Lord our peace. He's not coming for war. Yet at the same time. He says, I, I did not come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword, mm-hmm. right, Division, yeah. to to divide even households. Not that his intention was to bring division and strife, but knowing that people in homes, in households, would be divided over you're following Christ and you're not following Christ, and that automatically makes this division and these things are at enmity right. with one another. Um, interesting. Okay. So, not riding on a horse. If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Mm-hmm. It's not the exact verse I was looking for. I was looking for the one that, where he talks about causing division between the... Mm-hmm. Father and son, mother, and you know, or anything like. Um, but obviously, he's not saying you got to hate your mama. That's totally going against scripture. But he, right. He's talking about love, but he. Uh, in comparison to our love for him. Yeah, he wants to be first in our life. Right. The very first commandment: you must love the Lord your God. Um, don't have any um, gods before me. So he comes riding into Jerusalem on this donkey. Donkey. In the word of Shrek. And uh, not on a horse, proving that he is coming in peace and not war. But his enemies are going to try to stir some war. Mm-hmm. Not really war, but they're going to try to cause a lot of trouble for him as soon as he gets there. And well, matter of fact, when he gets there, he goes into the temple. We'll worry here in just a second and, and cleanse, cleanse the temple. Um, so he kind of stirs up the hornet's nest just a little bit. Mm. All, right. Um, all right, so did we, we, what verses did you read? Um, did you read 8 through 11? 1 through 11, yeah. yeah. You did? 
about the part where the crowd spreads their garments on the road ahead of them? Mm-hmm. And they cut the branches from the palm trees? Well, I was just reading some footnotes. And so many people, uh, starting at verse 8, many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Um, so people spread their cloaks as kind of like, make way, make way, the king is coming, right? right. Let's put, that, put out the red carpet. Um, well, other people spread branches. And apparently only, um, only John mentions in, in his gospel that they were palm branches. And I never paid attention to this, but palm branches were not native to Jerusalem. Right. Palm branches may Jericho. have been may have come from Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this says leafy branches or leaves that were readily ab- available in the nearby fields. Yeah. What town did they close just come to Jerusalem? From? What town did they come from? We just said it came from Jericho. Jericho now, if you've ever picked up palm branches, they are not friendly. They are not friendly. Most of them have barbs and spines on them that are very um, painful. Yes. <laughs> Sharp and painful and thorny. Um, maybe not all species are, but some of them, uh, yeah. Uh, so, kind of wonder what that was like, carrying them from one town mm. to another. Interesting, but neither here nor there. But they're shouting things, right? They're shouting, mm-hmm. Hosanna! Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In ancient times, palm branches symbolized goodness, well-being, grandeur, steadfastness, and victory. Hmm. They were often depicted on coins and important buildings. King Solomon had palm branches carved into the walls and the doors of, of the, the temple. temple. Yeah, mm-hmm. First Kings 6.29. Palm branches were uh, regarded as tokens of joy and triumph and were customarily used on festive occasions. Leviticus 23.40 and mm-hmm. Nehemiah 8.15. Kings and conquerors were welcomed with palm branches being strung before them and waved in the air. Victors of Grecian games returned to their homes triumphantly, waving palm branches in their hands. Now, what's the festival that's going on during this time? I don't know. You tell me. Passover. Oh, oh yeah. Passover. Yeah, because they're going to have the Passover they are, They are there to celebrate Passover. This is the, the memorial... Of the victory of coming out of Egypt and and out of slavery <coughs> so um, what they're quoting blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord is part of Psalm 118 which would have been recited during, during that time of Passover Interesting. It, it's, it's how God orchestrates all this together it's just it's Fantastic to mm-hmm. read and study and break down. But being as we're uh, studying Revelation, we're not studying, well, I guess we are studying it, but Asher's preaching a series out of it and going through the book of Revelation. Let's check out Revelation 7 9. Oh. After this, I looked, and, be- and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count mm. from every nation, tribe, people, in language, I got your song going through my head. Mm-hmm. 
Standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Oh, and you can check out her song. What song is that? Kingdoms? Kingdoms. Yeah, at marygambleamusic.com or anywhere you uh, stream your music. Mm -hmm. It's a really good song. And I'm not biased just because you're my wife. it, It is a really good song. Um, so anyway, after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every tribe, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Don't, they're standing before Jesus. It's a great multitude. You can't even count them. They are wearing white robes. Why are they wearing white robes? Because they've been washed in the blood. Mm-hmm. And their sins have been cleansed. They're in heaven. They're Purity. standing with Jesus. Right, right. Yeah. And guess what they're holding? Palm branches. They're holding palm branches in their hands. So there's palm trees in heaven. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it's used for festive occasions. Yes. And so um, there's an example in Second Kings nine thirteen where uh, spreading the cloaks, their clothes, their garments. It's an act of homage for royalty. In Second Kings nine thirteen. So you got these people, they're slinging their coats on the ground, or cloaks, their mm-hmm. garments on the ground for the donkey to walk on. They've put their cloaks on the donkey for Jesus to sit on, and they're waving palm branches, mm-hmm. and they're singing his praises. Mm-hmm. Now, the way my mind works, I would, I would love to have been there just so I would, could have seen how many of these people who were doing all this was in that crowd on Friday or Thursday night yelling crucifying crucifying mm. just how quickly they turned because you know, they were persuaded by the religious leaders mm-hmm. right obviously we don't have no idea because the Bible doesn't say but it's it's in, it would be interesting though all right, all right so Jesus is going to go um, to the temple and, and cleanse it from these people who've been selling animals for sacrifices they're, they're Basically making a profit. And uh, Jesus is going to um, scold them, turn these animals loose, and get these people out of there. And again, this is a fulfillment of prophecy from Isaiah 56, 7 and Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 11. Thanks for listening to The Grounded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share The Grounded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.